late night talk on O double one double eight three O seven O two. So we're taking this conversation all the way through to midnight. Of course, if you guys want to call in um, and chip in with questions or, or, or comments on what we're discussing, please do so. Uh, but uh, preferably on what we're discussing. Um, as I said, in studio with me is Obakeng Khaitate, and uh, we we're having a very interesting conversation around the idea of South Africa being in recession at the moment. Now, just to in- intro you to Obakeng, he's a coach, accountant, and corporate law consultant by profession, and uh, we're continuing a, co- a conversation that you say you started with. Yeah, with all, no, I mean, where was I? I was here last yeah. week, wasn't I? No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks I was ago, about to say, wow. Question, yes. I, I, I know I'm, I'm getting forgetful, but I'm getting worried now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you started this conversation with Aubrey. The two of you discussed it. So No, two weeks ago we had uh, we had another, uh, it wasn't Aubrey. Mm. Um, someone was standing in for Aubrey. Oh, okay. No, fair yes. enough. But, uh, but it started here on this platform and mm. now we're continuing the conversation. So I think the first question that I have for you, and it, it was something that I don't know if I've not been paying attention to it uh, mm-hmm. specifically or if it's being underreported um and and you you know uh, my initial question was are we actually in a recession at the moment as we speak yes Geshwell, we are indeed and uh, what we would like to explore obviously is mm. why are we in recession and what are the things we could do to change the plight of South Africans, mm-hmm. um, especially with we've just recently had the sauna and the president addressing South Africans. I think we need to look into those issues. Mm. Uh, what is the president saying? Why are we in reception? Why can we, what can we as individual citizens do about that? So obviously the, the technical uh, definition of recession is two quarters of contraction where the economy contracts. Now, you and I know that we come out of a, a, a quarter that has severely contracted. Absolutely. Um, this, this, fi- this first quarter of, 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 the fi- of this year. Yes. Um, are, we, are, are we basically, is it one of those situations whereby the last quarter of the year saw contraction, the first quarter of the year saw contraction as well, hence we in recession, or is it a situation of first quarter uh, was in recession and then thereafter that we most likely at the end of June that we're going to see a further contraction? Gershwal, it's a, it's a very important issue you're raising. Mm. Um, and, and two weeks ago, we started looking at what has been happening regarding the issue of employment. Yeah. And I think we need to understand the key concept of what recession is and what sure. constitutes recession and exactly. why we are in recession. Um, when you look at, uh, we, we briefly discussed two weeks ago, the fact that this idea of unemployment, it has been going on for years. Mm. Uh, we visit Stats SA, for instance, in the report they, they had, the first quarter, uh, quarter labor survey, mm. they had a very interesting table that goes back to the year 2011. Mm. Now, when you look at the unemployment rate from 2011, and I mean, stats are available prior to even that. Yeah, yeah. But you look at the fact that we've been hovering around 25%, 24% of unemployment, or rather so-called unemployment, is that it's one of the key reasons. Mm. And the issue is, uh, I will quote what the president quoted earlier on, but when you consider the fact that we are in recession, mm. the reason we are in recession is that one of the key components of the economy is unproductive. Now, I said in one of my books that the problem that we have in South Africa, and I must also quick, quickly add that it's not only a South African problem, it's, a, mm. it's several countries that have this problem, yeah. 
is that we think of unemployment, but the truth is we should be realizing that we are unproductive. Mm. Our society is unproductive. Now, anywhere you go, whether you look at the statistics in Lesotho, Mozambique, it doesn't matter whether, where you go. Yeah. It is very sad that we've been duped into thinking that there's a thing called unemployment. We need to change our mindset. That mm. is not about unemployment. It's about unproductivity. And there's two things about unproductivity. Mm, mm. The truth now, now let, let's go back to the term unproductivity. When I say the problem in the South African economy is unproductivity. You do have people that are supposedly employed. Yeah. And they are unproductive. Yes. The reason you find many companies winding down, the reason you find many companies not making a profit is because you have some of the so-called employed people mm. that are unproductive. Mm. 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 Now, you must remember that as a business owner, as a businessman, businesswoman, yeah. when you have staff, when you have so-called employees, mm. and these people are not as productive as they're supposed to be, it is on your bottom line. It is on your profit. Yeah. Your, pro your business does not become as profitable. Exactly. And this is what leads to many businesses failing in the first year, second year. You find companies shutting down. Because you updating your Instagram or Facebook or whatever is not <laughs> getting to the bottom line. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be productive. Exactly. And you're so not adding to. Yeah. That's the thing. So that is, uh, we need to realize that the problem we have in South Africa we are talking about why we are in recession today. And we are saying that one of the key reasons we are in recession is because we are a society that is unproductive. Mm. That is a big problem. So on that basis, and I, I like this notion of what you're talking about there in terms of unproductive, because I could possibly not be formally employed. So in other words, I'm not working for a boss or for a company or for an organization. Mm -hmm. However, I could still be productive i.e. going back to the example of the young gent who wanted to start this uh, car wash for 120,000 rands. Yeah. You mm -hmm. could be productive by taking the bucket, water and sponge and your, exactly. your hose pipe and saying to people that listen for X amount of money, I'm willing to wash your car, exactly. earn some money, you're productive during the day it, and, and maybe starting off on a low base. But the point is, is that you are actually productive. You're earning an income and yes, technically you're unemployed, but you are being productive in trying to obviously um, uh, get yourself out of the situation that you're in. Absolutely. Now, let's, let's just look at the statistics that, mm. uh, that we have about 9 million people that are supposedly unemployed. I don't sure. call them unemployed. I say this is the 9 million people that are unproductive. Sure. Now, if all of the 9 million people that are supposedly unemployed became productive, mm. you will see what will happen to our economy. I mean, our economy, the growth will double, triple, Wonderful things will happen. Mm. So the issue that 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 needs to happen is we need to change our mindset. We need to change the way we think. We need to lose some of the traditional terminology that we've been used to using for many many years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so I mean, from that perspective, then let's let's go back to you know what you're talking about in terms of the traditional terminology because we heard a lot of the traditional terminology being repeated by the president this evening. Uh, job creation, government is going to do this, that, and the other. Because I think that there is obviously a recognition by the president of this lack of, and, and I'm going to use his term, not yeah. your term in this yeah. instance, but <laughs> that there's a high level of unemployment, poverty, and inequality, and that this is one of the big challenges that this ANC government obviously needs to overcome. Absolutely. But in overcoming that, 
um, what we keep on hearing on a persistent basis is that you have to, um, you know, that, that, that government has to create jobs. Yeah. And, and, and this for me is, is that in as much as I, I understand and I appreciate that government has to create jobs and this is what they feel they should do, that they need to be central at economic growth and development. The key question that I then have under those circumstances is, is it government's place? Because this is something that we hear on a persistent basis from analysts and everyone else saying that it's not government's place to create jobs. They need to create an enabling environment. So let's put that to bed for us to leave this recession. Yeah. How then, what should government's role be under those circumstances? Very important question indeed. Mm. Uh, let, let me quickly refer to two of your callers earlier uh, today. I think there was a gentleman who called at about 2245. Mm. And I agree with what he was saying. He was saying the president in the presentation of the SONA mentioned creation of 2 million jobs. And yeah. this gentleman said, it is not government's place to create jobs. Mm. I agree with him. I agree with the fact that it is the the duty of government is to create an enabling environment. Now, this is a this is a serious challenge. As long as government keeps talking about creating jobs, what that does is it damages us as a society. And when I say it damages us as a society mm. is that some of us that are supposedly unemployed, we keep hoping that the government has said they will create jobs. And unfortunately, mm. some of Going us... Going back to that silver bullet call that exactly, I got, we exactly. need a silver bullet. You know, yeah. you know. But but then your other caller, uh, Geshe, said that we need to work with what we have. I think um, it, it's Ludwig who called again yes, yes, later. Yes, yes, yeah. So the truth of the matter is, what our our South African audience, our mm. our South African citizens need to forget the 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 unreality that government will create jobs. The truth of the matter is that it is your responsibility to begin to be productive. Yes. Because why do people want jobs? We want jobs because we are hoping that by being in jobs, we're going to get money. Mm. And the truth of the matter is that money does not come from jobs. Money comes from being productive. Mm. The example you were making earlier on uh, about the, the young man who wanted to start a, a car wash. I mean, it's not about being employed, but through the car wash, they're going to be servicing people. They're going to be productive. And exactly. from that productivity, they're going to get paid. In, in, in one of the discussions we and had... And then you can build a sustainable business because uh, guess what? If you wash my car according to what I'd like and what, I, what my desire was, chances are next week I'm going to... Come. And, and that for me is the amazing bit about a, a business like that. Exactly. Is that if you, if you actually apply yourself and you are productive mm -hmm. and you don't have to be a genius at this, you just wash the car to what the client expects. Yes. Next week, they back. They, they are back, exactly. And the week it's after that, they back again. It's repeat business. And they'll tell their friends. They'll tell their friends, listen, yeah, it's a Sunday. I want to hang out with some people. Yeah, yeah, and let's, yeah. let's hang out at this guy's car wash, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we need, we need to, we need to uh, uh, disengage from the terminologies that we have enjoyed. That Now I'm looking for a job. I'm looking for a job. Mm. The issue of education. It's said that you'd hear some people saying that, I'm not getting a job because I'm not properly qualified. Uh, you hear some people going to get this degree, doing mm. this course to improve their CVs, mm, mm. and which is very wrong. And, and, and I think on that note, um, we should perhaps look at, uh, I, I like the quotation that the president ended his speech with tonight. And I think um, I want us just to revisit it, it, that for a moment. Mm, mm. 
So the president, in closing his sonar address, mm. uh, and I find it very interesting, he quoted uh, from uh, Ben Okri. Mm. It's a long quote that says, will you be at the harvest among the gatherers of new fruits? And going further down, it says, you can't remake the world without remaking yourself. Mm. I want us just to focus on those two lines. You can't remake the world without remaking yourself. What is this, Geshwa? To our audience, to our citizens, what does remaking yourself mean? Mm. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have the president's contact number. I would have said, Mr. <laughs> president. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. talk about that. Let's please unpack the statement. Mm. Because you see, the issue of remaking yourself, mm. it talks about consciousness. It talks about you remaking yourself and rethinking the way mm. you do things. So, so, so when I say one of the reasons we are in recession is because we we have stayed married to concepts that no longer work. Yeah. I said at one point that my mother, who is a teacher whom I love very much, one of the things she always said to me was, Oba King, you must go to school because you'll get a good job. Mm. Okay. And this is what most parents still say today. And the majority of us even though I think I've said it to my toddlers as well. <laughs> so I'm just as guilty as your mom. <laughs> We need to rethink the way we teach our kids. Mm, mm. Majority of us, even though we want to realize that we're in the fourth industrial revolution, uh, but we still hear our mom and dad saying, my son, uh, my daughter, go to school and get a good job. Mm, mm. With all due respect to our parents, that admonition is no longer valid in 2019 and beyond. Mm. The idea of going to school to get a job is no longer true it's okay it's okay we need to then be saying how can i be productive and this is the question that we all need to be asking ourselves so before we get further into the question i see we have alistair on the line okay. uh from orlando west in in soweto just want to give him an opportunity to make a quick statement or comment there and then we'll unpack that as well as you know in our discussion alistair good evening man short and sharp straight to the point my friend hey. Uh, yeah, man, man. So, so obviously, I think what you guys are discussing in terms of the, the un being unproductive is very poignant in terms of a lot of the things that I think the government is doing. And I think that the government is not taking the opportunity to lead by example. Today would be a case in point, you know. Mm. For me, I think that there are not enough people around the table asking the question from a SONA perspective that if the point of SONA is to, to tell the nation what's happening and what we're going to do about it, is the way that we're going about it the best possible way to do it, given the challenges that we're facing? You know what I mean? Two million mm -hmm. rand might be less than 14 million rand, but it's still more than spending nothing <laughs> on doing something that can be done over uh, you know, a broadcast channel and then do the rest of the stuff afterwards that normally happens, you know? Mm -hmm. So that sort of thinking, I think that as a leadership, they need to be instilling in South Africans because we need to... We need to tighten up belts, we need to buckle down, we True. need to roll up our sleeves and help them yeah, to yeah. get to a better position. But that mentality needs to be fostered by a leadership group that says, look, these things are not important, they don't matter. These are the things that we need to be doing and lead by example. Mm. So that we can uh, look, that culture of urgency with South Africans. 
I, I hear what you're saying, and I mean, your, your, your point resonates with it made by Astrid earlier, although the two of you are making two different points from two, two different perspectives, right? Um, and then why I say it resonates is this notion of, listen, it might be two million and less than the nine million previously spent, but the point is it's still two million that could have been yeah. spent elsewhere, and we True. could have just broadcast this thing on TV, let people watch, people sit back and digest it, and then we take it from there. But what I'm just getting at also, and this is a question I'm going to ask Oba King as well, is that unfortunately, um, you know, uh, when, when, when Rome was burning, and this is why I like history, because I was forced to study this thing called Roman law because of my, uh, uh, you know, chosen course of study. Um, yeah. When Rome was burning at the best of times, people like Nero, people like, uh, what was this guy's name, Commodus, as an example, what they were doing, they, they, these were now emperors of ancient Rome. What they would do is that is especially at the time that they would organize the circus to entertain the people. Caligula, uh, Caligula mm -hmm. also did the same thing, that they would organize the circus. And the circus was an extremely expensive event because what you had to do is you had to pay traders to bring in mm -hmm. slaves to Rome from all over the Roman provinces. And those mm -hmm. uh, traders, those uh, traders then would be paid and compensated for the slaves that were killed in the arena. And, and mm -hmm. we were talking about these things not lasting for, you know, when we talk about the World Cup, it's a month, it's six weeks or something to that effect, and we think it's quite a long time. These things would oh. go on for months and yeah. every day of the year. And at that time, apart from paying those traders for their slaves, the poor of Rome would be then given bread and wine at those events. Yeah. So in other words, it cost the which, state. Which, 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 which is just like what Pona is really. Exactly. So what I'm just it, saying right? is certain things that even if you go back 2,000 years in our history, human beings spent at the worst possible times. And unfortunately, yeah. we're still continuing that particular tradition. And I think that the difficulty that I have from a realistic perspective, and I'm not saying it's wrong of you to ask this question or Estrid, yeah. is that I just yeah. think it's highly unlikely for no, us to see a change. Here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the problem, though. You know, the, the thing is that leaders, leaders, people are appointed into leadership positions to, to challenge what is likely and, and to do the things that most people are uncomfortable with because those things need to be done. And yeah. they need to make those decisions. We are paying them to make those decisions. And if no one's making those decisions, what is it that they are doing? Right now, he, he said that he wants to empower the youth to be able to capitalize on the fourth industrial revolution by mm. introducing analytics within school. But if the government itself in its own processes is not being innovative or incorporating technology in terms of how they do things, then how is it that they're going to attract the people into those industries exactly. as a government? You understand? So I hear you. He's talking I hear you. about it as if it's something at arm's length. He doesn't even understand what it is that he's saying because the Minister of Communication doesn't have a strategy on how we can use our assets to to further our, our, our whole technological opportunities. You know what I'm saying? No one mm. is telling us that. No one is saying that we've got the broadcasting commission, we've got telecom in some form or the other. How can we harness these things to make sure that every South African is engaged in the SONA process? That Magogo sitting out there in some faraway place still has the opportunity to engage and give her feedback based on what she is seeing, you know, using all of these things that we have at our disposal as part of the fourth industrial revolution, you know? No one is mm. saying that. So what are those people talking about when they sit around the table? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, Alistair, let's leave it there. And uh, Obakeng is obviously going to address a lot of what you have <laughs> raised. But I mean, by far and large, I agree with a lot of what you were saying. But I also think that I just like us to, and I'm not saying that you're being unrealistic. That's not what I'm implying. But realistically, what do we expect from our political leaders as well? And then in turn, what is our role? You, me, 
as ordinary people, Omar Kang sitting here with me, what is our yeah. role in, in, in you know, uh, sorting out this mess that has been created? So so let's take it from there. Thanks so much for your call, man. All the best, hey, Alistair. Hey, cheers, brother. Lekker, man. That was Alistair from Orlando West. But you, you hear what my contention, though, is, yeah, Omar yeah, Kang, is yeah. that I hear what you're saying, and ideally, I'd like to see a servant leader similar to the, the former president of Uruguay. Remember the, the famous poor president right yes. the poorest president in the world the guy was driving a small beetle living in a little house outside of the city not the, extravagant you know, at all nothing not extravagant. extravagant i mean the guy looked like a farmer let's yeah. be honest eh? and, and i think he was in fact he was a farmer and he lived that life with mm. his wife and he, he every, you know um hailed across the world for being the humblest poorest president in the world think uh, donated his entire salary that he received from government mm. um etc etc so that's what we all want but the, the thing for me about it is someone like that comes once in a lifetime and sadly enough we forget about them very yeah, quickly yeah. so what then is it that we do also apart from what government needs to do and what we need to ask them to wake up around what do we do then to try to improve the situation? What we need to try to improve the situation, one of your callers, I think Ludwig, talking about what we have. And you see, it, it comes from the fact that we need to divorce ourselves from mm. what we've been used to doing. Yeah. Part of innovation, uh, mm. the fact that um, we are in the fourth industrial revolution, yeah. it, it means that we need to rethink. And I was saying earlier on, Jay King did to say that I would engage the president on why he picked up this quote. What does he mean when he says yeah. without remaking yourself? What does that mean? Exactly. But the responsibility then, Geshwa, goes to each and every South African citizen. It goes to each mm. and every individual. Mm. We need to, you, you see, this idea of creating jobs is very unfortunate because what it does is it it makes our creativity and innovation go to sleep we all mm. are very creative and innovative mm. this is something that no one can take away from us yeah it has been proven you know over thousands of years yeah ujola 99 if they get caught with a side girlfriend they're very creative exactly exactly <laughs> that's my point that's my point humans humans are by nature very creative mm. And the, it is, we were talking about what is the duty of government. The mm. duty of government is to create an enabling environment. Mm. Uh, two weeks ago, we were speaking about how much government is spending. And I understand in as much, I want, as, much as I want to fault government leaders, I understand where they're coming from. And when mm. I say where they're coming from, I understand they come from the education that Mdanami Yaiskolwin Ufunum Sebenzi. So the majority of our leaders come from that school of thought. Mm. And when you see how much government is spending on, uh, there was a jobs fund that was spoken about. Yeah. When you look at how much they are spending on the idea or the ideology of creating jobs versus how much they spend on supporting businesses, it is a very sad state of numbers that mm, you can compare. Mm, mm, mm. So we are calling on government to say, government, please... Help us stop making us dependent on thinking we can get jobs. The fourth industrial revolution, I, I was saying to people the other day that with, with where we are, mm. everyone will either be richer or poorer. You're not going to be left where you are. So this is a question that I have for you. I mean, just to pick up on that point, because for me, I've, I find that the fourth industrial revolution has become a rallying call that everyone's using at the moment. It's similar to digital. 
Yeah. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people are out there right now as we speak talking yeah. about digital. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you're like, guy, what is the point that you're actually making? What is it that you're saying substantively about digital? Just mm. saying the word yeah. in isolation yeah. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's what my gripes certainly is becoming with the fourth industrial revo- revolution is mm. that for some, we understand what that means. Yeah. Because when we heard about this notion of a fourth industrial revolution, two things came to mind. I didn't know that we were at number four already. Yeah. Okay. And I already and, and second to that, what does it mean? Because when the industrial, the first industrial revolution came about, it changed the world irrevocably. It did. It did. And someone as young as my son would have been working in a factory right now. Yeah. And 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 you know it it was both great because it it, it churned out millionaires overnight. Yes. But yes. it also exploited people deeply. And we don't want to make sad, those same mistakes, sad. right? Yeah, yeah. And now the sad thing is, we can go back there because you and I, if we come up with a uh, you know great enough AI and 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 you know solutions, um, digital solutions uh, for the world, we can become billionaires. But at I, the same time, people might lose their jobs. Yes. Right. Yes, yeah. And mm-hmm. and so what I'm getting at is, are we taking this fourth industrial revolution seriously? Are we just using catchphrases and saying that we are being left behind and that we need to catch up and that we need to become leaders and we need to do A, B, C, D? And are we actually taking this thing seriously? Are we just throwing out buzz phrases because yeah, it yeah. sounds sexy at that yeah, time? Yeah, it sounds nice and all that. Isn't it? It, it? it is. I think it's important that every... Now, this is the responsibility that lies on each and every citizen. Exactly. I, I want to... The issue you're making, let's quickly go back to what the president was saying in, in his State of the Nation. Mm. The president mentions some of the economic things and he mentions uh, SADC and, mm. uh, and a whole lot of things, value chains. The, the, free, the, free, what, the free African yeah, trade yes, agreement, yes, yes, etc. Yes. Yeah. Now, if we were to, it would be interesting to, to get the transcript of that. But some of the things that he mentions, and this is, I say, it mm. goes back to the mindset and the consciousness of our leaders in the main. He talks about he mentions this creating employment more mm. than it creating business opportunities. Yeah. And so this is my big gripe. You see the issue of the fourth industrial revolution. It needs people to be creative and innovative. Mm. And we cannot be that as long as we've got 9 million people still looking for jobs. Now, people that are looking for jobs, these are people that haven't awoken their creativity and innovative skills and abilities. Remember, all these 9 million people, they are creative. They are innovative. This is the capacity and the ability that's lying dormant within them. Obi, can, can I ask that differently? Because I think that a lot of those 9 million people, and I'm, I'm just thinking about what you were saying about the creativity aspect. I think a lot of those 9 million people are perhaps very creative in sustaining themselves day to day. Oh yeah. From yes. the perspective that I'll take a bit of flour, yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll put to, you know dough together, and I'll uh, fry it up, and I'll make some aguinha for people on their way to work, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the, the where the fundamental flaw then comes in mm-hmm. is that we're not looking at the maguinha and poloni and acha that we're selling uh, for people on their way to work. As I can actually grow this into a real business, yes, yes as yes. opposed to I'm doing this for now to feed myself. For now. Yes, yes. It's not with the aim of saying that, wait, hang on, maybe I can go into... I can make a serious business out of this. Yeah, exactly. How do I serve more people? I give myself a little caravan rather than sitting on the side of the road. I get, you know, or whatever, a little trailer or something. And that's, I save up towards that. And then I can expand my 
menu, yes, move yes, to a location yes, where it is effective, absolutely. whatever. So the, yeah. the problem is, the problem then becomes, if you look at, uh, there's a, there's a, a, a global entrepreneurship monitor. Yeah. Let's briefly go to that. Now, what the global entrepreneurship monitor does is, mm. it measures what is called entrepreneurship activity. Mm. And it's unfortunate that as South Africa, we are one of the countries that is very low when it comes to entrepreneurship activity. Mm. Why is that? And one of the reasons we are one of the low countries in that activity is because of this uh, unfortunate preaching that goes on. And when I'm talking about preaching, I'm talking about the preaching that, no, we will create jobs. Yeah. Uh, the opposition says, where is job creation? Where is job creation? Mm. But the truth of the matter is, it is not government's place to create jobs. Yeah. What the government should be doing is they must be spending more money on talking about everyone get a business going. I mean, the reason that young people are complaining about uh, a lot of institutions, whether mm. you talk about uh, NYDA or you talk about NEF or IDC, they would say, we've got business ideas. We are not getting the money that we want. Yeah. And that is because of the error that people have not been taught correctly. Some of the education that needs to go out there is, for instance, we should have educated this youngster that you can't say you are wanting 120,000 to start a car wash, yeah. as an example. But the truth of the matter is you are right, Geshe, that people are creative and they are innovative and they need to take that skill, they need to take that ability a notch up to realize that, you know what? I can live from what I'm doing. Not only that, mm. you must remember that there's a, there's a, when I was talking about history, that in the worst of times, people have shown forth that they are creative, they are innovative, mm. they can survive. So if we had an education, if we had political leaders that were saying, stop thinking about getting a job, think about starting your own business, because each and everyone has a skill each and every one mm. did not come here to be a burden on anyone. But the problem is we get fed this thing of getting a job, we'll create jobs. Uh, oh, the reason you are not employed is because you don't have the right qualification. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons you have so many uh, colleges thriving as, as they are doing. Because they are selling the idea that the reason you are not employed, you need to get the right qualification. And in this day Believe and me, age, if, if it was for qualification, my friend, I wouldn't be sitting here because then <laughs> it, it, automatically I'm underqualified for basically any job that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, I'm just thinking from this perspective then, Obakeng, and then it's because I, I think that we need to get to this part of the conversation. Mm. The reality is the reality, you know, the horses have bolted. And in you and I can't now want to close the, the, the stables because it, guess yeah. what? The horses are gone. Yes, true. And when they do come back, they're going to find a closed door and then they will disappear forever. <laughs> so what my concern is, is that the president is already, this plan is in motion. Yeah. Quite frankly, 100 million US dollars being sought by guys like Trevor Manuel and the rest of his uh, envoy. There's uh, uh, clearly a deal, some deal with China around the development of this new um, uh, city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it was interesting that there were four specific people that the president has spoken to. Uh, Dr. Nkosa Zanaglamini Zuma, mm -hmm. Dr. Uh, Naled Pando. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, who was the third person? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I did mention them. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, uh, the, the president of China, right? right? Those were the four people that he had spoken to. 
And what I found fascinating about, oh, Jesse Duarte, the, yeah. the Deputy Secretary General. But what I found fascinating about that was the, f- the inclusion of this fourth individual being the president of China mm. about this new city. And mm. I mean, I immediately think about my travels to Angola from a couple of years ago, and I'm not going to go into the details there, but <laughs> China had a massive role to play in the development of cities there that mm. stood empty for quite some time. But the issue ultimately is this. After we in this space and we have the education system that's in place that is trying to create compliant and good employees. Yes, yes. Um, you know, where there seems to be a lack of creativity in entrepreneurial spaces because the other concern that I have True. Mm-hmm. is that I can drive from robot to robot mm. and the entrepreneurs that I find standing at the robots selling super glue of all things at the robots mm are all doing the same thing. Yes. The people doing beadwork mm. and, 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 you know, creating little ornamental animals and things like that. Guess what, guy? Two robots from here. That's There's it. someone else There's doing the one. exact True. same thing that True. you're doing. Mm. So mm. what I'm getting at is, is that there seems to be a serious lack of knowledge. How do we bridge that gap in the not-too-distant future? Because what you and I started on and, and the premise that we started this conversation on in the first instance mm. is that you, me, and everyone else is going through a recession. And that is going to leave us poorer. True. That is going to leave us in trouble. True. So how then do we overcome this recession now? Because we have to overcome it now. Uh, but at the same time, we, we, we bridge this gap that is at best a medium to long-term solution. Geshwal, let's go back to, to, to the real reason we are in recession. Mm. Uh, as economists, we know that there's five factors of production. Mm. And the five factors of production, one is capital, Mm. two is labor, three is land, four is entrepreneurship, Mm. five is entrepreneurship. Now, the challenge we have in South Africa, and let's go to government as the enabler Mm. or or rather the custodian who should oversee our economy, Mm. is that when you look at these five factors of production, When you neglect any one of them, yeah, you have a problem. See, now you've created problem. You've created a problem because I bet you that the lines are going to go red very soon, <laughs> with everyone calling us and telling us the problems that they don't have land. Well, th- that's 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 one of the elements. Mm. Okay, so we mu- we are saying for a for the economy to grow, mm. we cannot neglect any one of these factors. Sure, the issue you are talking about about people creating all these beadwork. And, and you, you see great things that have been created there. Oh, beautiful. But the issue is that our, our leadership at the moment mm. are still believing in the flawed premise that they can create jobs, number one. Mm. Number two, that education will enable people to be employable. Mm. But when you look at, even let's, let's go to the graduates, when you look at the graduates that have got master's degrees, PhDs that are unemployed, mm. it shows you that the problem even lies in the education system. People are in the education system to get a job, mm. and that is a problem. We are in a space where people should get educated to raise their level of consciousness in understanding what is called creativity, innovation, and being productive. Yeah. Not going out there to look for a job. So what is our solution? Mm. Our solution today is is that there's a twofold or rather a two-pronged solution that needs to take place immediately. Mm. One, 
the solution comes from the citizens, you and I. We need to change the way we think. Two, yes, from government level, the government needs to change its speak. The government today speaks more about creating jobs than they talk about supporting businesses. Yeah. So the government, if we are to say at fault, we will fault them on that. So that is the one. The other thing, as I say, the other thing is we need to accept that we as citizens, we are at fault. When you consider the fact that uh, you've got a lot of institutions that are out there that are supposed to help businesses, um, and you speak to some of the leaders, whether you speak to NYDA or you speak to your IDCs, they say we are able to get more money from government, mm. but we are not getting enough viable businesses coming to ask for money from us. Exactly. You would get people wanting to set up a, a I mean, the example you were making earlier on, mm. a car wash and they go to the bank to try to raise 120 million. So you see, we must understand that these two things need to get into sync. We ourselves as citizens, we need to start thinking right. Mm. The government on the one hand, they need to start preaching right mm. or talking right regarding this idea of, of creating jobs. If they would stop talking about creating jobs, things will change. We will start to rethink the way we do But I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying, and, and, and we're still sort of in the realm of medium to long-term planning here and, and sort of rejigging the, the mentality, mm. which inevitably, in my mind, then raises this uh, very difficult issue, and that is the fact that, uh, King, it simply means that we'll have to then sit back and bite the bullet for some time. Um, and then th that you, be because things aren't going to change overnight. So in other oh, words, yes. we have to start realigning our thinking, but it means that the jobs aren't going to just fall from heaven. Um, so Definitely in other not. words, we, we probably not. going to remain jobless for quite some time and uh, that we have to take our, our creativity and that hunger, literal and figurative, and uh, start making a plan in terms of how, what, what is it that we offer the rest of society that's saleable and, and that we can earn money from. Absolutely, absolutely. The quick, the quick win, if we were to call it yeah. that, is when every citizen would wake up tomorrow with a changed mindset. But unfortunately, you know, mate. Uh, I know. <laughs> we will always be looking for the BMW X6. We, we, we all, and then this is, I mean, I know this. When I was uh, at university, and this mm. is the other thing that I keep on reminding people of, is being the first generation um, you know, being that first person out of your family and yes, community yes. that leaves school, mm -hmm. um, university, and then enters the middle class. Yes. And yes. you leave behind working class parents. Um, it is a societal, ultimately it is a societal, what's the word I'm looking for? Pressure. That's always, uh, but there is you could call it societal consciousness, the yeah. way we think as a society. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. there, there is the pressure and the question of now, oh my man, when are you going to get a car? Ah. Uh, number one and number two is also this idea that listen I mean my parents have worked hard and, and they want to see me succeed yes. and, and the definition of su success is I need to get an X6 <laughs> uh, if I have a business I must have an X6 yeah. and, and when I get the tender and instead of saying that this is my first mm -hmm. tender mm -hmm. and that this is the first time I have an opportunity to actually do something with that money mm -hmm. um, the unfortunate thing is yeah we end up uh, buying the X6 and doing ridiculous stuff isn't very it? sad mm. very sad no, no, you, you're right, you're right. That in as, much as, in as much as we know what the problem is, mm. in as much as we know that as a people, as a citizenry, we need to change the way we think. Unfortunately, you're correct. It's not going to happen tomorrow morning. Yeah. It would be nice and then we'll see our economy shoot through the roof and the growth would double and triple and all that stuff. But that's unfortunate that we think the way we do.
But I guess then there's, uh, there's value in government in having a sales pitch that, that promises sudden changes and sudden improvements, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's the point. That, that, I mean, you get vote. Uh, you, I'm, I'm asking for your vote because I'm the guy promising you that, listen, I can, cha- I can snap mm, my mm, fingers mm, mm. and change the world for you overnight. I mean, it was a thorough, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I, I think there's a lot to, to be said and to be thought about there. Um, and I do think that it is a long, it's a bit of a long haul. It doesn't have to be stretched out, but but we have some some thinking and working to do in this particular absolutely, space. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I looked for you on, on Twitter, I didn't see you there. I mean, is there a website? Is there any, because I understand you have a couple of books. Where do people find this stuff? We have a couple of books. Uh, so unemployed.biz is, is one of the websites where we uh, offer free reports. Um, that's one. We have a, I'm taking emails at... Um, at Cash Institute, or by at cashinstitute.org. I'm accepting emails, and we have a uh, we have started with a first uh, monthly newsletter where we talk to people and we invite people on free webinars where we talk about these concepts. And our whole idea really is to enable people to change their mindset. Our whole idea is to awaken the creativity and innovation that everyone has. No, stunning conversation. I mean, really, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's, it's very true what you're saying there is that we need to awaken people's creativity. And I think that's what's missing all too often. I mean, I'm there I, I think I made the comment yesterday when I had um, uh, the other two guests in. And I was saying that, you know, when I listen to uh, we, we have this um, business incubator competition where mm. people call in and it's uh, uh, so in other words, your business does this and we're going to take you to the next level by giving you the advice, free airtime yeah, on Cape Talk yeah. and 702 respectively. Etc. Etc. But the one thing that I find fascinating is hearing what some of those businesses are. Okay. And about King, it's the most. There's a pet cemetery in Cape Town, as an example. Well, people they basically <laughs> take care. They take they they dispose of your pets, okay. right? And okay. I was thinking to myself, you know, what? we don't even have a pet cemetery or service like that in Johannesburg. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't know also that it was illegal for you, based on the bylaws, for you to bury your dog in your backyard. Oh, okay. So there is a massive gap. A wow. massive gap in the market. Yes. And guess what? I bet you that if you and I to jump into Google now, we won't find a pet cemetery. Yeah. Look, there's, there's a lot of... Or pet a, disposal service. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of businesses and ideas out there mm. that are not coming forth that we do not know about. But people have got great ideas out there. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that's what we're hoping for. But listen, mate, let's end it there. I'm, I'm looking forward to our next conversation or, you know, when we have. I don't know when yes, that will be. Yes, yes, But I thoroughly enjoyed this. Guys, anyway, that was it. And I mean, uh, I'd like to hear a little more from you um, after the Midnight Eyewitness News in that final hour when we open up lines again. Obviously, plenty to talk about. And I like the fact that we could link it back to State of the Nation, what the President had to say, and what is problematic about this and as i said for me um looking at the state of our economy at the moment and the low growth rates i mean we're in serious trouble the fact of the matter is is that we can't be growing at less than one percent and yet our population is increasing by 1.2 percent on an annual basis we're getting poorer and poorer and that's a problem it's midnight time for your latest eyewitness news